to the Cooler Women's Wellness Tribe, the podcast. Get comfortable, get your walking shoes on and let's get going. Hello, 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 wealthy women. How is everyone? Welcome back if you are a returning listener and welcome if this is your first time. Maybe the title of this podcast caught your eye. Um, So yes, welcome. Today is all about alcohol or the lack of alcohol. And you might be thinking, what a silly time. (laughs) It's Christmas and she's done a podcast on not drinking alcohol anymore. And yeah, I will be having a sober Christmas and I have had a sober Christmas for five years, maybe six years. So what I want to talk about today is my own journey from party girl to non-alcoholic beverage girl. Um, because it was a journey and it isn't, isn't, it isn't a straight path there's lots of bumps on the way and that might sound dramatic but there is so I'm going to go through I'm going to go back a few years once I go through my journey up to the present day and I promise that I'm not going to bore you all with alcohol does this to your body it's bad and go into all of the science because you know that I knew that that's like me trying to tell my mom who still smokes, mother, if you're listening to this, I don't think she listens. So if anyone knows my mom, you can also join this non-smoke, stop smoking train. My mom smokes, she always has smoked. She's got this horrible cough. I always say to her, how can you smoke when there's like, you know, those pictures that you have on the cigarette boxes? And it's like talking to a brick wall. She knows the health risks that come with smoking. I nearly said health benefits then, sorry. She knows the health risks. She still smokes. My mum, actually, I have a memory of watching TV and there was that advert, I don't know if anyone in the UK listening, where they squeeze a tube that's come from someone's lungs and all of this gunk comes out. And I was watching the advert with my mum and my age-old line of, how can you smoke when you know that it's doing that to your body? She was like, yeah, I'm going to have a fag. It's like, mum, oh my God. So it's the same, me preaching, this is what alcohol does to your body, is the same as me wasting my time preaching to my mum, this is what smoking does to your body. So I've learned a lesson there. Do not preach. What I can preach though is the benefits. And again, some of these you will know because you will be feeling in your body I want to stop drinking because I want to improve X, Y, Z. You will know that. But I'm going to share the benefits anyway, because sometimes you need to hear them again from the horse's mouth, from somebody who has, you know, gone through the journey. So let's go back. I'm going to go back to just before I moved to Dubai. So 2016, I was drinking. Now, disclaimer, I was only a weekend drinker anyway. So did that make it easier for me to become a non-alcoholic beverage drinker? Maybe. So if you're a weak drinker, I am going to talk about that anyway. So a weekday drinker, not a weak drinker. 
But if you are a weekday drinker and not so much a weekend drinker, I am going to touch on both. But I was a weekend drinker, Friday, Saturday. So it wasn't all weekend, Sunday wasn't included. But it was both nights. So Friday, I might go down to the local and share a bottle of wine. Saturday was more of the party night. And before I came to Dubai, I spent a lot of my time going out to Manchester on the Friday and the Saturday, day drinking throughout the evening, getting the train home. So there was a lot of that going on. At that time, I was fresh out of my ex-relationship so that ended in 2015 so 2015-2016 was you know party central I had a new group of friends we were all single and it was all singing dancing going out to drink as much as we can now we did I've just thought I had a memory of the hip flasks. So we had hip flasks. We used to go out into Manchester. We'd buy a bottle of Jaeger or vodka. I think it was Jaeger. Oh God, the thought now. I'd have my hip flask in my bag and, you know, we'd buy a Coke or we'd just go necking the Jaeger in the, in the toilets from our little matching hip flasks. So that was then. So that was 2015, 2016. A little bit before that, so when I was with my ex, he was a big drinker. And, you know, I have spoken about that relationship. It was very toxic. It was very controlling. It was very, you know, all of the things, friends telling you to get out of the relationship, what you end up saying. I didn't like his drinking, so I did kind of control my own drinking there, but that was to save an argument because it would be a big blow up. So I didn't drink much pre-2015, pre-when we broke up because I stopped because I didn't want to argue with him. That's another podcast. Anyway, so yeah, party, 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 drinking, 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 moved to Dubai, continued Now in Dubai, if you've been, you will have been to brunch. So you know that it's four, five hours locked in a room, drinking as much alcohol as you can. But then you walk out and it's five o'clock in the afternoon. It's still sunny and you continue your evening. So you're basically having two nights out, but in a day. So it's full day drinking, full evening drinking. What I did start to notice around this time was that I was taking... the beer fear that's the best way I can describe it that I would wake up on a Sunday morning lack of sleep you know going to bed at three o'clock waking up at eight o'clock with the beer fear now I'm a nice drunk I'm a dance until you drop talk rubbish tell everyone you love them drunk so I had beer fear but for no reason there was nothing to be fearful of it was just the alcohol playing with my anxiety. Now, I was anxious before and I was masking the anxiety by going out and partying and, you know, making up for the time that I'd been in this relationship and I had an awful time towards the end. So now I was like, oh my God, I live in Dubai. This is amazing. Going out drinking every weekend. But then throughout the week, my health anxiety skyrocketed. I was anxious Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. Then I'd start getting excited to go out again at the weekend. And it was kind of the vicious circle. So I was feeding my anxiety with alcohol. 
And because I was anxious, I wasn't tuned into my body. The side effects, and I've spoken about these before, where my skin was a mess, I was underweight, I wasn't eating properly, that was having an effect on my hormones, my cortisol levels were out, you know, it wasn't a a good package. But I started to really tune into how it was making me feel and make a connection to, I feel crap. (laughs) I'm sick of having all these spots on my face. I didn't like my body. I felt really unhealthy. And there was just something that I just couldn't cope anymore with the mental health, the downsides of all of that. Coming into the end of 2018 was when I found out my dad had cancer. So that was sort of like a big slap in the face. I remember on the day or the day after, there was a a night, a ravey night in um, downtown in Dubai. And I think that was my first night that I was like, right, I don't want to add to the worry that I've already got So I didn't really drink that evening and my anxiety was high. You know, I just found out my dad had cancer and I didn't want to feed into that. And I thought to myself, I remember thinking, I don't want to feel crap all weekend because I'm already feeling like crap. And I think that was the turning point for me. But weirdly, once I had pulled back on the alcohol around that time you know so I went home early I went home at the Christmas so I could be with my dad when he's having chemo and the new year I didn't really drink and I spent it with my dad and you know I had an actual worry now but I felt more in control so previously I didn't really have a worry I had all of this anxiety I was giving myself health anxiety checking you know symptoms all of the time and spending all week worrying, finding things, making things up to worry about. But when I had an actual worry and because I stopped the binge drinking at the weekend, I was able to deal with it much better. So then obviously I was like, okay, I'm doing all right here. This is the worst thing that's ever happened to me. I'd never had anyone in the family be sick. You know, my grandparents are still alive. You know, this was the first sickness that I'd had to deal with. And it was one of the closest people in my life, but I dealt with it and I was strong and I did all the things. And what really, really, really did really, really worked was the cutting out of the alcohol. And I didn't go cold turkey. I drip fed it out. (laughs) So I would still go out because I was like, right, I still need to go out. I still need to have fun. Yes, there's things going on in my life, but I'm still going to go out. So I would go out and have a drink and a glass of water, a drink and a glass of water, drink, water, drink, water, drink, water. And I'd follow that pattern. So I was watering it down. At the time I was drinking wine. So I would put loads of ice in my wine. So physically watering it down. Then I decided I was done with wine and I thought, right, okay, let's drink beer because it's less, less percent. So I turned to beer. But then, as we all know, beer is not the healthiest of drinks. So then I started to feel crap in my body and like, right, okay, beer's not good for me. So I went to beer bottles, but I was still doing the glass of water in between. And this pattern sort of carried on 
until maybe mid 2019 and then I was just done and what I think happened as well was because I felt better in myself even though the worst thing that could happen was going on I began to see people differently I feel like my intuition opened up and I really do believe that drinking alcohol was a big block for my intuition you know I was seeing people through a different lens and seeing people who I thought were my friends as people who weren't really my friends and you know they weren't really that nice to me because I pulled away because I wasn't drinking you know people did stay and they're the people that I'm still friends with now um you know but this is one side effect I guess of stopping drinking alcohol because you do lose friends if your friendship circle is based around drinking alcohol now the reason I think my friendship circle was based around drinking alcohol here in Dubai was because you move to a new country and you don't have that past you know so my friends at home I they, they're not bothered that I don't drink alcohol because they know me anyway we've been friends for years and years and years we've spent time with each other sober and not sober in Dubai it's kind of like you meet up at the weekend and it's all based around brunching and partying and we didn't really see each other sober that often and then the friends that I did see sober they're they're still friends now um but I did lose friends along the way and I think that was like I said a lot because I was kind of like oh okay this is what kind of person you are I can see that now And I don't want that kind of negativity in my life. My vibration was raising and I could see the low vibrations around me. So yeah, I went from beer, water, beer, water, beer, water to just water. (laughs) COVID helped because I didn't have alcohol in the house. It's, you know, at the time the rules were different. You you can get alcohol here, but you have to go to the alcohol shop and you had to have a license. We didn't have any. So the whole time we were in lockdown and we things weren't open, I didn't drink. So again, the novelty had completely worn off then. And I remember we went out once everywhere opened, we did a brunch and I tried, I, I decided I was going to drink uh, vodka and cranberry. I loaded it up with ice and then I just switched to just cranberry. Actually, I probably didn't probably switched to water. I'm the worst pop drinker, fizzy pop. I hate fizzy pop. So my go-to is fizzy water with a slice of lemon. And I actually do feel like I'm drinking alcohol. So um yeah, and now here I am today. I don't know if I would say I'm teetotal. I had a glass of champagne on my birthday. I don't know if that counts. I'm not quite sure what the definition of teetotal is. Um, I'll probably have a drink when I go on holiday next week, you know, but it'll be a drink. And this is where I'm at now where I can pick and I might go home next year when I go home and see my friend. Last time I saw her, she was pregnant. You know, we might have a bottle of wine, but I'm at the place where I might, I might not, I'm not bothered. It doesn't bother me. You know, if it happens, it happens, but I know that I'm in control of it. So... What else, what else happened? So when I stopped drinking, so yeah, I maybe lost new friends, lost, sorry, lost friends, but then I gained new ones. I had, you know, better sleep. 
So the sleep that I was getting at the weekend was like a half-half sleep, you know, and then spending the rest of the week trying to catch up on that. My skin was better. I had better connections with people because when I was meeting people and we weren't drinking and we were chatting, we were having deeper conversations. You know, it wasn't just the gossip girl stuff that happens when you've had a drink of alcohol. I noticed that my hormones were balanced. I had a stronger immune system. I haven't really been sick since, other than COVID, I haven't been sick. That's the last time. So I had COVID in 2020 and I had COVID in 2022, but that's the last two times that I've been sick. And I'm guessing I would have caught that anyway. So, because I was traveling. So I haven't had any other sicknesses apart from them. And I really do think that's down to being in tune with my body, not drinking alcohol. My immune system is so good so 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 good like I literally I was with my clients last week coughing spluttering all over me and I didn't get it my boyfriend had it he's a teacher he's brought it home and I didn't get it touch wood (laughs) she says um but other than that like my body feels better I have way more energy so when I go to the gym, I have more energy and I'm not going to the gym because I'm like, oh, I have to go to the gym. I have the energy. I'm like, right, I'm going to go work out. And I don't think I really ever had that before. I feel like I worked out because I felt like I had to work out. If that, if you understand the difference there, I was doing it because it's a thing that you had to do. And because I was went out at the weekend and I felt like I needed to look after my body. So those of you that are listening like, right, okay, that's all well and good, but I'm a weekday drinker. So if you're one of the people that reached out to me when I asked the question in my Facebook group, explaining that it was more of a weekday thing, it's a habit, and it is more of a social thing, I've got you. So what you need to do is have a look at the overview or you're weak, when you drink, why you drink, who is there when you're drinking, and then make those connections with how do you feel the day after. Is it that you're having a glass of wine on a Monday, but you wake up and you're feeling fine? Is it that you're having a glass of wine? So this is what one of my uh, tribe members said to me, that they were very aware of what they're putting into their bodies. So the sugar, the... um, what am I trying to say? The sugar, the the things that we don't want. So they are looking at their diet as a whole and cutting things out from their diet, but then still having a glass of wine and then wondering why, why nothing's changing. Why am I not losing weight? Why do I still feel like crap? I'm like, right, because I'm eating all the vegetables and I'm eating all the fruit. It's because you're still drinking. So just reflecting on that, sometimes it takes someone to tell you like, okay, you're not losing weight because you're going out at the weekend and having a skinful or you have a glass of red wine every night. So, you know, that's equivalent. I don't know. (laughs) I was going to make some up. I was going to say chocolate cake. I don't know. I don't know. I haven't got that in front of me. Um, I did also ask in the group as well. So 
We have the weekday drinkers, but then the social drinkers and it's coming up to Christmas and a lot of people mention, so one person in particular, like, you know, you, you go to these places, people ask you why and then it's an encouragement from them like, oh, come on, it's Christmas, just have one. This is where your own willpower needs to kick in. This is where you know the benefits, you know what's coming to stopping drinking it. You're going to feel amazing tomorrow. Your body's going to feel good. Your skin's going to look good. Your mental health is going to start improving. Or is it one night of fun plus a day of hangover and then starting all over again? So it's really weighing this up. Another person in the group did actually mention non-alcoholic drinks. Now, I don't really ever go for them because I just think, well, it's the sugar, you know? So you have the, you know, the pre-made Bacardi Breeze things that are non-alcoholic but then the same is drinking you can only drink so much coke coca-cola so you need to find your drink that makes you feel nice when you've drank it and like i said mine's sparkling water and lemon so boring but it's better than just a water and lemon because i drink that at home but it's finding these little things that you still feel like you know i don't drink sparkling water at home i drink that when i go out and i guess it's just a subliminal or a psychological thing of having something fizzy with a lemon in it that makes you know I don't miss having any other drink so again when I asked in the group as well why do people why do people want to stop and you know the main thing that people replied was health they want a better life they want to save money and mental health all of these things again you need to want to change for you to then be successful in stopping drinking alcohol so one way to make this a little bit easier now you can do this in your mind or write it down like I said map out first of all what your drinking habits are maybe have a week write it down as you go throughout the week see what you're drinking see what you're consuming you know the same as when you track your period so Monday, glass of red wine. Tuesday morning, dehydrated, dark circles under my eyes, felt like crap. Tuesday night, another glass of wine. So at the end of the week, you can see an overview. You can map it out. Getting clear on what you're doing. Then having a firm understanding of where you want to be. So is it a weight loss thing? Is it a health thing? Is it a skin thing? Is it a sleep thing? What are you trying to improve? Now, if you're having all of the alcohol and you're happy and there's nothing that you want to improve, then you're not ready to change yet. So having a look at that. So that is your phase one. So for me, because it was a weekend thing, I was obviously observing what I was feeling in the week and then I made the connection to, you know, the alcohol at the weekend. So making your connections then having a full understanding of everything that can occur once you make the decision to stop drinking after one day, after one week, after one month and then beyond and really staying connected to those positive changes and reminding yourself that if temptation comes along, if it's just one drink, still give yourself that treat unless you want to go completely teetotal but it's having that, it's a, it's a really empowering knowing that I can just have one drink. If you know you're not that person, then, well, it's your choice. I can't tell you what to do. 
but it takes time and getting your body back to normal functioning will depend on many factors your age your gender your current health and like I've just said your willingness so for me it was quite quick it was like a couple of weekends and I I skipped and then I was like huh I feel good in the week (laughs) and then I made that connection pretty quickly some of you are probably listening to this and you already have made the connection but it's a case of now putting it into practice so you need to accept what you need to do allow yourself to gain insight and then enjoy the journey it's not going to happen overnight so I'm going to go through a little bit of research that I did do like I said I'm not going to bore you with science that this is what happens to your body we're looking at benefits only so when you do your first day so let's say you're a weekday drinker and you haven't drank on the Monday night you're going to wake up on Tuesday and feel better instantly straight away you'll have you won't wake up with a big dry mouth your blood sugar levels will be normal so this is a critical part so those blood sugar levels you will have had a nice sleep you won't wake up and feel anxious have that headache you know like those flu like symptoms that we get and you just feel crappy you're not going to be moody when you're at work on Tuesday because you didn't drink on the Monday after three days so you've done your one day maybe then on the Tuesday you're you can have a little treat a small glass or maybe tonight you want to try your new tipple your soda water and lime let's go to week two and we're going to try again we're going to try and do three days so we're going to do Monday Tuesday and Wednesday so taking your small steps you might find that there are some alcohol withdrawal symptoms and you might get cravings So it'll probably be the first thing on your mind when you wake up or you'll fancy a glass of wine in the evening because that's what you're used to. You might even feel a bit annoyed and a bit depressed or low-level depression. This is when you're most vulnerable. So this is when you're most likely to go, do you know what, I did last night, I'm going to have a glass of wine. Depending on what your target is, you know, it might be okay to have it a small one or half a glass of wine with loads of ice again depending on what you want to achieve if you're really trying to cut down this is where you might need to go for a walk or you might need to go to the gym or do something else you know find something to do that's going to take your mind off it find something to do that means that you're not going to be sat watching the tv and you're just going to automatically reach for the wine that isn't there If you're able to resist and do your 72 hours, you're going to have three days of amazing sleep. You're going to notice your energy is better. Even your digestion will be better. That bloat that annoys you and you can't get rid of probably won't won't be there. Your skin will start to glow a little bit more. And this is just after three days. And because you're more hydrated, you're going to have more energy. Your liver as well, I know I said no science, but a little bit of science will begin to reset and repair. So you might even notice that when you are drinking water, you don't need as much to get that hydrated feeling. Let's go for a week. Let's go two weeks. By now, so you've done your day, then you did three days, then you're going to go for the whole week. You will feel completely different. So 
you might not notice it at the time, but then compare it to, I don't know, last the last Saturday night you had, you normally drink on a Saturday. Sundays is always a little bit crappy. You wake up feeling a bit cloudy in the head, headache, dehydrated. This Sunday, your skin looks good. You've got energy. You've got up and you've gone for a massive walk, which you don't usually do. Or you've gone to the gym. You've gone for a swim. You've cooked breakfast for everyone. And you don't feel like throwing up. Your immune system internally as well is also firing more effectively. You're probably not going to get sick when your kids come home with a cold. Your withdrawal symptoms will have subsided as well now. So you'll be feeling good. So this is the point after one to two weeks where again, you need to sort of remember this feeling. Remember why you're doing this. After a month, everything is going to, now you've got the external, you've got this, you're sleeping, you're hydrated, your skin looks good, you feel good, you're working out more. Inside, there's a lot going on. Less chance of liver disease, less chance of heart disease, your cardiovascular levels are also improved. So you may notice that you're starting to lose weight or you feel that that bloaty belly, I don't know if you can hear me tapping my belly, your tummy might feel more toned or that bloat has gone. You don't feel so heavy. Fast forward three months. You're looking through the world from a different lens. Those people that you thought were your threat friends, you're now thinking, oh, actually, they're quite negative. I don't want them in my life. Or you may, you know, you make new friends because you're sober, you're able to chat to people, you're going to the gym, you, you know, you're stepping out. Your sleep patterns are regulated. You're getting on better with your partner because you're not hungover and snappy. You know, have they, will they join you on this journey? Are you feeling better together? Are you doing more things together? Are you having a laugh with your partner again? And a lot of another piece of feedback that I had when I asked the group was, you know, relationships with other people that a lot of arguments happen around alcohol. You know, have they stopped now? Because it's been three months. We're fast forwarding to six months and beyond. So, this is where I think I really just made the decision then that I'm done. My anxiety was controllable. I had way more energy. My body felt amazing. I knew just from reading things that I had less risk of certain cancers. My liver was probably nice and healthy, less chance of heart disease. My relationships were more fulfilled. That's when I met my current boyfriend. He's not a drinker. It wasn't an alcohol-fueled relationship. We don't argue. We have an amazing time with each other most of the time, you know. I say most of the time. We don't argue. Well, you know, it's not all roses and (laughs) all of the time. And that's mostly due to me when just before my period and I get a little bit ratty. But that's about it. Nothing major. It's just me. I'm sick of you leaving your socks lying around. Basic stuff. We're happy. And this is the first time I've ever been in a relationship like that where there's not the resentment, the alcohol. And that's because our relationship wasn't based around drinking. We hardly get drink. We were hardly drunk in each other's company before. So yeah, this is when you might decide like me that you're never going to look back or you have a drink on a Saturday night and that is it. And even then on a Sunday, you're like, oh, I didn't didn't enjoy it. 
And then it's just about staying committed and it's reminding yourself about all of these things. And, you know, Christmas is coming up. You might be listening to this. And the reason I did it was because I know a lot of people will want to do this in January. This is your inspo for January. This is your reminder of, you know, what can be done. Enjoy your Christmas or even start, you know, over Christmas. Like, what did she say? For every drink, have a glass of water. So if you struggle to say no, and you know that, and I, you know, I'm real, I know that people like to have a drink at Christmas, go out with their friends, but can you start to think about yourself? Can you start to bring in a glass of water after every drink? Can you put ice in your wine? Please don't shoot me, wine connoisseurs. Um, But, you know, can you make those different choices? Because it's, you've only got one life. And one person commented in the Facebook group when I asked this question of they'd stopped drinking 16 years ago and um, they've never felt better and stopped poisoning your body. So that is another way of looking at it as well. And again, I'm not here to tell you what to do. I'm here to just share because I know this from people asking questions is a big thing. And a lot of people do want to make this change. If you have any questions about anything that I've chatted about today, then reach out. If you're struggling and you, this is something you want to, to do for yourself, reach out. You know, everyone's story is different. You know, you might not resonate completely with mine, but there might be, you know, you might just know that I need to stop drinking because I want to do X, Y, and Z. Reach out. You know, the reason I had this podcast, the reason I have this podcast, sorry, present tense, is to help people, you know, and I know a lot of people listening to this might not have anyone else they can turn to because they might feel like they're going to get ridiculed for stopping drinking alcohol. You know, send me a message. Let me give you a bit of guidance. Let me be the person that you message when you're like, oh, I feel like I'm going to have a drink tonight. Can you just remind me why I shouldn't? You know, if you give me a reason, I will happily remind you if you drop in a message. You know, that's what I'm here for. So with that being said, have a lovely day. So whenever you're listening to this, I'm going to do one more podcast before Christmas and uh, then I'm going to take two weeks off because I'm traveling and I don't know if I'll be able to upload where I am. I'm off to Finland. I have an amazing guest lined up. We're going to be talking about unlocking the power of your voice. So that'll be coming next. So yeah, thank you for listening guys and yeah, feel free to reach out to me. And that's it today, everybody. I hope you have a lovely week and I'll see you again next week. Don't forget, five stars, download, tell your friends, you're amazing.